This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. I think, we're, I think we're live. I believe we're live everywhere. But as I always say, going to wait till I see that little red button on Rockfin, just to be sure. And once I hit that, we'll dive in. I hope everybody's doing well tonight. Thanks for uh, sticking around while we played with our technical difficulties, as I always say. Jake Tapper has a crew of like 24 people and a budget of millions of dollars. <laughs> I have me and Ian, and that's it. That's who we got it. And $23 million. Right. Yeah. And $23 million. I wish, man. I would yeah. love to have $23 million. I, I saw this story. Actually, it wasn't a story. It was a, a friend of ours was telling me about this fight going on on Facebook. For some reason, people were arguing about Avril Lavigne. And the argument was, it's always, in, in these conversations from him, it's always, you know, those, those damn liberals, you know, uh, and he, he's like, they're all, you know, saying that Avril Lavigne was treated unfairly and she never got to express herself. And I was like, yeah. And she got like all that hundreds of millions of dollars in the <laughs> bank. I feel really sorry for Avril Lavigne. I was like, you should type that in say, yeah, it's a shame. She only got those hundreds of millions of dollars. And then I, the, the inevitable response would be, I don't think she has hundreds of millions of dollars. And it's like, oh, you're right. Those tens of millions of dollars she has. I'm sorry that the whiny, upset, grungy singer w w did not get uh, you know, told to, to be nicer. Or, or everybody, get, like, look, you should never be like a dickhead, really. Like, like Harvey Weinstein's a prick and an asshole, you know? Um, I know whenever I experienced people like that in the entertainment industry, I just I was just like, fuck them. Uh, but I know it's different for women. Uh, people can be aggressive and shit, but like these people pitying and saying this, per this really wealthy person was talked talk mean to one time. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. It's um, when you are a public figure, you know, it's part of the game. You, you know, you trade the fame and the money uh, because you're going to have to eat a lot more. A lot shit. of dick. Yeah, a lot, a lot of dick. dick. A lot of dick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's only fair. Right. It's fair. It's, that's, it's, that's that's what keeps that's what makes our culture different than ancient cultures. And absolutely. Like that. And that's why we don't have tens of millions of dollars because we refuse to eat all that dick. <laughs> Never, just I mean, a little bit. Not, not too fast. First, right? It's very filling, Dick. <laughs> it's very filling. We have started off on the right track, I think, tonight. Stella <laughs> says that Avril Lavigne has her sympathy because she had a lot of Nickelback in her life. You know, I think that there's a lot of closeted. I think there's a lot of people who hate who, who say they hate Nickelback. But they really love it, you know. It's Dude, like when it's I like go to the gym every once in a while. I'll throw on some Nickelback and I it, have it on, and I'm like, "This is right, really great dude. workout music." It's it's like the guy who who um is an aggressive homophobe, but really just loves getting boofed every night. Mm -hmm. Just secretly loving Nickelback. I, I got to tell you, I used to jog to Nickelback. Mm -hmm. 
You I, know what another I, guilty pleasure of mine is? New Kids on the Block? No, not that. That's, I mean, come on. That's weird. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I went to their concert when I was a kid. I, I got to admit, another guilty pleasure, Goo Goo Dolls. Guilty pleasure. Goo Goo Dolls. The yeah. Goo Goo Dolls. They're guilty pleasure. Yeah. I like Buck Cherry, that one song, Cocaine. Yeah. 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 That, that, like when I'm driving and I hear that song, I just want to start it, ramming into Iggy other Pops cars. It's Lust for Life. That's all that song is, right? What is it? It's Iggy Pop's Lust for Life. It's, it's I have no idea. Yeah. I just know that it makes me want to stay up all night, find an, find an eight ball that I would never do, and then drive like 190 miles an hour every time. I can't listen to that song when I'm driving. It's too dangerous. Yeah. Stella says, I don't mind Nickelback, but um, uh, I, I don't mind it, but it's the thing to put shit on Nickelback. Yeah, I know. It is. Everybody puts shit on I do, too. Like, I would never admit it. This is the first time publicly I've come out and admit that I... Every now and then, like Nickelback when I exercise. Yeah. Right? It feels good. Like Millie Vanilli. You know, I was so heartbroken when I was a kid, and I found out Millie Vanilli. Such a good song. song all the time. I sold my Millie Vanilli CD at my parents' garage sale because I felt like I wasn't supposed to have it anymore. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm older, I'm like, everybody lip syncs. They all do. Mm-hmm. You know, I think one of them, didn't one of them commit suicide? I think so. Yeah. If you hear, I'm sorry, my special that, needs cat is in there. Do, do you have a baby? <laughs> it's, it's, it's my special needs cat. Congratulations, Ian. I had it's, no it's idea. It's my rescue cat, and he, he has trouble not being in the same room with me. And yes. I'm about to kick him out. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. Animals are, I talked about this a little bit on the show. I am fascinated by the way we're able to communicate with, with animals, because we're, we're different. We're obviously a different species in them. Like It's kind of, you know, I don't think we would even recognize aliens necessarily if we saw them. But the communication of the, the way that they can understand us probably better than we understand them. It's just so fascinating to me. It, it, it just tells you that everything in life is a communication barrier. No matter what it is. No matter if it's with our own species Men and women, men and theys, theys and theys, theys and babies and zabies and, uh, and women. It's all about communicating in a way that people understand and uh, you feel understood. And we have all these emotions and propaganda and tribalness that they use to, to cloud that. Like everything in the media clouds our ability to communicate clearly, cl- clearly with each other because they paint us with stereotypes that – we have this pre, we, we already think we know how the other person reacts. So we speak to people in this way and we're speaking not to the individual, but to the stereotype and the programmed way that we think that they feel and believe is put into our minds, which is a hindrance to the communication. But that propaganda does not go into our animals and our dogs' minds, you know? And the ability to just, like, when my dog knows, every time I've done with a podcast, he is up on this, like, table, like, ready to go. Let's play. Let's do something. It's unbelievable. He's such, I know we all love our animals, and some people love their kids, but it just always fascinates me. And as I told Stella, I told her. Sorry, that's a moment you'd never see on Keith Olbermann, right? You only get that here. Keith, yeah, Keith Olbermann. Keith Keith Olbermann will celebrate Keith Oberman, the former ESPN broadcaster, who it, it turned into this like rabid, just provocateur. That's what he does. He gets on Twitter and he says that the, he says Donald Trump needs to be uh, prosecuted. He's a Russian agent. He's been doing that for like uh-huh. six years, and uh, he, 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 he all he does 
is say the most extreme things. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know who's paying him, but somebody is paying. There was a document that came out yeah. that found that there are all it's these the agents. CIA. It's the CIA. We was know it, it's the CIA. Was, yeah, you're probably right. It, what, wasn't, have you seen the guy's Twitter account, Brooklyn Dad? I know he's one of these guys. There was a list of these accounts that are getting funded by the government to specifically be provocateurs, hmm. uh, progressive, and to say the most extreme things. And people go on and try and reason with them. And that, that's where you go wrong. Those people aren't there to reason. They're there to piss you off. And, and at this in, point— How do we tap into some of this money? Right, yeah. I, yeah that's a gig— I I used to love just messing with people on social media when I was in like college and now grown adults like in their 50s and 60s are making like six figures doing what I used to love to do as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I don't know how I don't know how you get tapped to be one of these. Like what were they doing? Like did did they get scouted out at a wedding? Well, I think. I think they identify them when they just look at all the people sucking all that dick we were talking about. Mm, so the people who, who don't get full very fast. They probably right. Go to yeah. Hot they, they got they got a big they got a big tummy. They can hold in hold a lot of semen in there. And they know that those guys will, will do whatever it is that they want. Mm-hmm. Um, OK, so that we got the semen segment out of the way. <laughs> so, you know, you're familiar with Lauren Boebert, oh, yeah. right? Lauren Boebert she is was not on that list of uh, attractive politicians. Last well, week. well, she is now. OK, oh, for, yeah. for, for doing it over. She's definitely making the list. She is a for those who aren't familiar with her. She's a 36 year old Republican congresswoman uh, from Colorado, actually born in Florida. So she's a redneck. Right. So her and Marjorie Taylor Greene have these trailer trash redneck fights in Congress. I'm just waiting for them to start ripping each other's hair out and, and just beating the shit out of each other not anymore they used to and they've been talking shit and and they sit near each other in congress and i want somebody to just start leaving pillows and other things around their seats just to kind of you know push this fight forward it needs to happen and so she was doing what rednecks do Uh getting kicked out of musicals in colorado last night she, she is a representative out of Colorado. She's a little redneck flavor up there. And she went to go see Beetlejuice the musical at uh, a Denver theater. And you and I have done a lot of theater. We've done theater together. And uh, as we talked about last time, y- you, you studied under, under Wayne Brady, the, the great, pansexual. The, the, the pansexual <laughs> Wayne, Wayne Brady. Yes. I felt the love. I'm pretty sure he loved me. Yeah. I think Wayne Brady's very talented. I do. I'm he always is. impressed he, by his improv. It's it's actually. I think he's just. Well, we don't need to get sidetracked. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Totally. So there, I saw this story, and they put this story out there about Lauren Boebert to try and make it look like she's just a stupid, dumb Republican and make her look bad. But it, here's the thing about this: this has nothing to do with politics. What happened here? All right. Uh, this this girl. I, I've seen this girl a dozen times in theaters. I know exactly what she was doing. She was definitely talking too loud during the performance when you were supposed to be quiet. She was definitely vaping when you weren't supposed to be vaping, probably blowing smoke in somebody's grandma's face, completely oblivious to the fact that she was doing that. She was probably trying to like, yeah, yeah, interact with the people on stage when you're not supposed to be doing that. And she was doing everything the performers on stage hate and everything everyone in the crowd hates. And she got warned twice. And then 
The ushers told her to leave, and she wouldn't, and then the police were called, and then you see her get pulled up, and you can see she's stumbling because do I even need to say that she was drunk? Obviously, she was drunk, and then she walked out into the hallway, and she was still defiant. She was waving her finger in people's faces, the usher's face. She was saying, do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? She was doing all of the things that normal people don't do, and there's a reason I she say was... That. No, I say that every time. Uh, every time? Every time I have an issue at customer yeah. service, do you know who I am? No. I'd, I'd say that anytime I go anywhere. I just, do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? I am going to start I, incorporating that, though. Yeah, you might as well. You might as well. It'd be funny if somebody was like, I know exactly who you are, Ian. And you're like, holy shit. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. So, had nothing to do with politics. I'm going to share an image with you. I'm going to tell you exactly what this had to do with, Ian. I think everybody will know what it had to do with. There's Lauren Boebert on screen right there. So, this had nothing to do with the fact that she's Mm. Republican and everything to do with them titties. Holy moly. Let me tell you, AOC, you got some competition. Absolutely. This woman acts like this every time she gets a couple of wine glasses deep because she thinks she can do anything she wants because of those titties. And here's and and here's the thing is uh, like she's got titty privilege, man. Yeah, she's got titty privilege. And like assholes can be attractive to some women in a toxic way. Let's admit it, Brad. This is toxically attractive. I, I was taking. I was taking the literal. I was. I was hearing you literally there, and I was like, "Oh, the, a, a dude who's a prick." Okay, I got you. Oh yeah, yeah. No, but this is this is this is attractive and toxic, all at the same time. Right. Like candy bar or absolutely. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah, dude. You're you're absolutely right. So this guy who's with her, this poor sap, who once she got a little too uh, tipsy, was going, "Oh God, not tonight." Not tonight, right? Well, uh, I have to kick her out. Yeah. Well, no, that's the oh, one of these guys oh, was with her. her so yes, 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 yes. She is a recent divorcee, right? Like, so that God. makes it even, you know. Uh, um, and she, I mean, she looks smoking hot right there. She looks like she's about to go swing around a pole. And God bless her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The guy who she's with is uh, uh, a Democrat, owner of a bar. She's out with a Democrat raising hell. Because this Democrat who you probably know, you know hates you know her. You know how you know he's a Democrat? They, they, somebody no, no, did. No, no, no. Oh, I can tell uh, just from the picture. Oh, uh, yeah. I think. It, he, yeah, he's go carrying ahead. her purse. <laughs> yeah, boom, I thought you were going to say the way his fingers are on that cup. But yes, yeah. he, is, he is carrying her purse. Purse. And this guy's hailing Hitler over here. What the hell is going on? Yeah. Well, he sees Hitler and he's like, wait, wait, we got to talk to you. And th- this guy wants another drink. And he's like, I need another drink for my purse, please. And, Dude. And Lauren's like, Lauren, I don't know if she's, that's a, this is that a gun? Uh, I don't know. That but looks she like looks, that's an obnoxiously large cell phone. Is she looks like she's about to go grab the nearest oh. person, slam their head into her tits and throw them on the ground and walk out of there to me. She looks like she is ready to fight. Yeah. 
like I said, just toxically attractive. You know, th- this this chick's got four kids and she's a grandmother. Yep. She's a 36-year-old grandmother. Oh, that, that's true. That's true. She is from – see, I bet she's from North Florida. I'm from Central Florida. Which that's is, where the – yeah, yeah. Well, the you know the whole saying, right? Florida, the farther south you get, the more north it becomes. You ever heard no. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so people – so people from the north like move Dude, that down Miami there. Miami accent in some right. ways is it's it's indistinct. It's way more northeastern. The Miami accent it has its own unique accent. And everything. Anyways, we're getting sidetracked. But yeah, it's Hispanic, right? Well, it is. It's very American. It's it's influ- It's 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 a mix. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I saw this report uh, the other day that said that the southern accent is dying out. It's 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 not, it's going away. Everybody's starting to sound more and more like California flamers with the uptalk. Mm. Uh, this study they did do it. I don't know how they did it really, but they like te- they tested voices. I, I guess recordings from the early 1900s to now, and they blame it on your generation. They say the southern voice started dying out with your generation, and it has progressively well, died. Wait, wait, it's, wait. It's saying it died out with my generation. Is yeah. that the same thing as blaming my generation? They, they say that you killed it specifically. They say you guys intentionally killed it. And it, it you don't really hear it among Gen Z because they, they all talk like this. Well, and know, yeah, my family's all from Providence, Rhode Island, and they all swear that I have a Southern accent. Yeah, man. And I don't you, hear it except for a couple of words I say. Uh, orange. They're they're like no, it's orange. Orange, God, orange. that sounds like like scratching fingernails on, on a chalkboard. To me, yeah. yeah. The further north you go, the more the more people are like, "Whoa, you got an accent." But down here, so if I went to Milledgeville, Georgia, where I went to school, mm-hmm. everybody talks like this all the time. Yeah, now that now that is now that is right, right yeah, that's so, real southern accent. Now now you talk like this enough, and people start thinking you're a little bit stupid, like Brian Kemp, and they might just make you vice president because you can be a Democrat in disguise. Go dogs! You can be a Democrat in disguise. Yeah. Okay. All right. Speaking of breast, that's the theme for today. You know, I talked about breast in the show earlier today I'm too. Happy with that theme? It's not a bad theme. Uh, here's here's a headline. Which I'm going to let you see this headline here. It's, uh, this definitely caught my attention. Is that the right one? What's going on? Uh, why is that still there? Hold on one second. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is from uh, the New York Post, which has a lot of great. Um, the headline doesn't always match the article. You got to read the article. But when I see something that starts with a headline like this, which says, I breastfeed my husband to spend more quality time together. Our marriage is stronger than ever. That's a story I'm clicking on. Of course. Yeah. And so here's how this started from what I gather. And that's not who they are. I hate when they do this. They have these random pictures and videos that aren't even associated. See, this is not the couple. It's a black couple. And they have these twins up here this is the couple this guy sucking on his wife's titty in the middle of a i guess a doctor's office or whatever the hell this is that was my first question if you're breastfeeding your husband is that acceptable to do in public can you get mad at me if i say whoa (laughs) that's that's a little too far or or is that okay (laughs) questions about that the way it started is that she was over lactating and so he was helping uh, uh you know 
take some of the load off. And he realized, I guess it's like the first time you taste chocolate. Holy shit. I love it. That sounds like the kind of excuse you give a cop after you've run your car into a tree and you're drunk (laughs) and you're trying to make up an excuse. Officer, you know. How much breast milk have you been drinking tonight? No, but I mean, look, look. Sweetie, I mean, you're, she was already lactating. I mean, what else could we have done? We filled up every bucket in the house. Sir, so, sir, every... so I, I need you to take a, a, a breathalyzer. We need to see what your lactate, what your lactate level oh, is. Come on, oh, come on, man. We're like, taking on, you in. Man. I'm so close to my house. I'm so. I'm just. I live right there. No, you're going in. So this guy here. Um, in fact, you're going to suck on my titty here, uh, son, and then you're going to go in. No. <laughs> they have three kids, and she feeds her entire family from. From her breast, that, according to this article. That's so bizarre. She says, make no mistake about it, the kids go first, but Big Daddy's waiting in line to go. Can you imagine that? Maybe. Like if you went, went over to your friend's house and because some people breastfeed their kids till they're like 12 and you just see like a 12 year old, a 10 year old, an eight year old, and then a 50 year old just waiting in line to get some of that milk. Mm. Would you do that if it was the best milk you've ever had? If, if my significant other said to me uh, that'd be a fun restaurant stella says <laughs> ian um uh listen honey uh I, can we talk uh, sure yeah what's up uh listen i i don't know if you've noticed but i can't stop lactating you know yeah. and then it's uh well, what should we do about it and then the, what she suggests is well what i'm thinking is i could feed you and and maybe brad and maybe get well, some wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Get your friends <laughs> all over. your buddies. Yeah. Get your buddies over here. Yeah, they they don't have any money. Buddies. They're hungry. We could feed <laughs> the home. Hungry. Stella said, "Make it a restaurant." You know. Oh, did she really? She oh, said yeah. that'd oh, be a gosh. fun restaurant. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, would be a... You're like a food truck, oh, except it's a big a nipple. She said they'd be fun at a restaurant. They oh God, they would, wouldn't they? Oh my God, dude, I would love that. Would be like a funny prank. It'd also be a little bit disgusting. But Maybe but yeah, you can't, you can't bring outside food in here. If anybody ever says to you, if, if a woman ever says to you, I've been lactating too much, the reply is, me too. Yeah, yeah. You got to give it, yeah. Okay, all right. We'll get off the, uh, we'll get off the tits, unlike that guy there. And I hope Let's that his children aren't scarred. Uh, imagine if the shit hits the fan, the dad and all the kids are going to be fighting over those nipples. It's going to be, it's going to be hell on her. I, I remember when- Last dropout. Totally, dude. I, I So my- my dog's mom, my sister rescued her, and she happened to be pregnant at the time, and shortly thereafter, she had nine puppies. Only eight nipples, nine puppies. And he was the runt of the litter, and I remember just watching. They would all just, like, you know, you know, fight over getting one, and one of them would be left out. And it got to the point where she was like, I'm done with this shit because I'm assuming it was painful. And she would just start knocking their asses away. Yeah. All right. So you had, hold on a second. I got a story here and then we're going to go to your adult baby story. I, I think, um, did you have a, a, a nine 11, a, a happy nine 11, by the way, did I have a happy nine 11? Do you it celebrate? Wasn't, it 9/11? wasn't, well, I, it wasn't as good as my Juneteenth. Uh, but right. yeah. it was every day's Juneteenth. Every day's mm-hmm. Juneteenth. Um, it, it was, I don't know. It was, uh, it was, I, I actually it was the first year I didn't I, I always had this like habit where I would go back and I would like listen to the um yeah. you know read the transcripts of yeah, what was yeah, going yeah. on that day right. and um I, I did not do that this year. You know, the news used to do that. Like I remember when the news on that day was mm-hmm. only 
coverage of 9-11. And, and given they didn't tell the true story, uh, like they yeah. still don't tell some of the details, but still, remembering the people that died. And I think it's easy to get into co- the conspiratorial stuff about 9-11. And for the people who, act, like people actually died, and for the people who lost loved ones, that, that day is no different to them than when me or you lost our mom or dad. Right. You know, so like to them, that's like a real like painful day. So and yeah. I actually have um, these two because I was driving across the country when it happened. I was and I was with my two buddies. We were moving from Florida to, to Los Angeles. And my I remember. And so the three of us always check in. We're like it's been 22 years, guys. And I said, hey, on the 25th, let's recreate the road trip. Yeah. Um. So but I remember. The, fa- the best quote from that day is we stopped in New Orleans and we stayed at my buddy's mom's house. She wakes us up and she goes, boys, boys, you need to come look at the TV. And we're like, what? She goes, you're going to have trouble driving today. And uh, we watched the TV and then the uh, we're watching the first tower had been hit. And then as we're watching, the second tower was hit. And I remember going. Oh my gosh, this is the this is this is the 80s movie that I always thought I was going to be in. This is Red Dawn. This is uh you know all those movies that where the the you know this is War Games. This is my entire childhood and now I'm here and then you know luckily it wasn't that, but we got on the road. We didn't see cars for hours and hours and hours. It was a ghost town. It was the most bizarre experience. You know. Anyways, that was my yeah. 11. It, it is it's weird because it always had like a a distinct feeling, especially uh, for me up until probably five or six years ago. There was a definite drop off in, in the news coverage of it, and everybody remembers where they were. But I, I think about my my nieces and nephews, and some of them were they were just born when it happened, or or they were born right after it happened. And I was talking to uh, one of them the other day, and I was like, "You weren't even born when nine eleven." I was like, "You have no memory of any of that." Nine eleven to you is like Pearl Harbor to me. I get it, but I don't feel it, mm-hmm. and that's just like I feel old thinking about that. But the experience of it is so different, and the way that we learn about it becomes the impression that we have about it. And that is one thing that a uh, uh, positive that. I took away from this 9-11 is those younger people who were born after it happened or who were just babies when it happened, I think that they're learning about 9-11 from the right people mm-hmm. because the mainstream has stopped really covering it. Fox News covers the memorial, and the only reason CNN or MSNBC talks about it very briefly is to say, uh, we used to be so united after 9-11. Everybody trusted the government, and now look how divided we are. Come on. It's it's like so stupid. It was like like three weeks, and then everyone was back to normal. Totally. But they blow up the the unity so that they can then say, look what Trump has done to us. Uh, That's the only reason they talk about it. And— the social media applications is where the conspiracy theorists still remind people about what happened. I saw a ton of videos going around on social media where people were uh, uh, replaying the questions that have never been answered, questions that victims' families still have, and it was all over the place. And that is what the younger generations are learning about it. And I think that's a good thing because they're yeah. learning to question instead of learning to just be obedient. In fact, I'll show you one. Sure. Um, do you know who Luke Rakowski, I think that's his name. Yeah, that name is really familiar. I've seen it before. He's on Timcast sometimes, and I didn't yes, realize yes, 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 he I was doing this. Uh, he, he was like, I mean, he must have been really young, but he, he was 
questioning one of the, the guy who owned Building 7 um, a little bit after 9-11, and, and he, he has all the information for the guy. And, Wait, and the guy... Luke Rakowski, was he one of the guys that did... Um, here it is. Fahrenheit 9-11? No, what was it called? He might have been involved in some of those... Um, 9-11 exposure movies. I, yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. I, I can't. There's a couple other dudes too. I mean, there really is a lot of good stuff that, that that's the thing. You, you don't want it to get lost to history. And I think it's good because I think the conspiracy theorists are better about using the social media platforms and making sure that doesn't happen mm -hmm. than the mainstream release right now. We do have a guest coming on here oh, shortly. Cool. Awesome. And uh, but I want to share this with people, even though it is a few days after 9-11, because I'd forgotten about some of this. It's easy to forget, even though we're supposed to never forget. Um, so this is a short video. Well, it, we're going to play a couple minutes. Though. It's about eight mm -hmm. minutes, but we'll play about two minutes. You're accused of uh, sadly your response. Oh, dang, it's going to do that. Actually invited more of them. I mean, for the record, everybody knows. Hold on, let me get it. Right there, there we go. Maybe not. All right, maybe not. This is a really great question that he asked too. And the guy, basically, the guy that he's asking the question to, I can't remember his name, he owned Building 7. And Building 7 is one that many people believe was controlled demolition. Mm -hmm. And um, see, by the way, he is on PBS. Yeah, it's, it's freezing up. I'm going to have to X out of it. Um. So he was on PBS and he's telling the story about how uh, we just told him to pull it. And it's clear that he's talking about pull it, blow it up. It, it's, it's really, it's pretty, un, you know, it's hard to argue that he was telling the firefighters to come out because right. the firefighters were already out. And the firefighter that he said he talked to on that day says he never talked to him. Mm -hmm. And this guy lays out all those facts and the guy just has no answers. And then they kick him out of the room. Of course. Still haven't answered that question. Yeah. It, it, it's. Do you remember that the phrase they would say, they had two phrases. They would say absolute resoluteness. We have to meet this with absolute resoluteness. I must have heard that 10,000 times. Do you remember that in the news broadcast? It just rang in my yep. head over and over. Absolute resoluteness. Right. And then the yeah. other one was. um. We're going to have a very robust response. And that one would always make me chuckle because I was like, robust is what I would describe tomato sauce. Right. Or a, a, a busty woman. Yeah. yeah. Or a busty woman. Yeah. yeah. Robusty. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, they use those language. We are change. Uh, we are totally. Change. Yeah. That's we are changes. Who he is. is. Thank you. Um, I remember I was in college at the time. I was like a freshman. Yeah. And I remember people in, in the cafeteria mm -hmm. saying, I'm quitting school today and joining the military. And a couple of them oh. I never saw again. Dude, I almost did that with Desert Storm because that was my big. That was my big thing. I remember being a, a ju sophomore, junior. I thought you were going to say a Jew for a second. Yeah, I like, I yeah calling my <laughs> calling my buddy and going, "Dude, we're at war. It's on CNN. Check it out." Right. And right. Know, we were down at the recruiting station, and we were ready to go, man. Really? Oh yeah. Yeah, it's like it's crazy, man. I know some people that joined and. and most of the people I know who who went into the military and came out, they're like, man, it, it's it's bullshit what they told oh, us. Yeah, I'm so and, glad. I, I'm so I got all the way down to the dotted line where they were like, sign on it. And yeah. I was like, long story short, they weren't going to give me everything I wanted. And I was like, eh, 
screw it. You were negotiating. I'm out of here. I was. Right. I was a negotiator. Yeah. Even yeah. yeah. That's great. That's good. That's <laughs> totally good. Like I'm going to need a little bit more than I'm this. I'm going to need a little bit more. And they were like, can't give it. And I was like, all right. The and only, like, yeah. the thing about, let's so say the, the discipline and the physical training stuff, that kind of stuff I think is that great. You, cool. you, totally. Cool. You, you can get that elsewhere, but the whole yeah. idea of like being brainwashed into go, going to kill uh, other people because you're told that, that they are demons basically and they're inhuman. It's just, it's, it's propaganda of the highest kind. And I saw this story the other day about, um, I can't remember what the band was, but it's a pretty well-known band who they, they brought up a fan. There was a fan in the audience and, uh, the guy wanted to sing. He's cheering him on, and they brought him up, and they, they celebrated him. And it turns out the guy was Russian, right? He's a Russian guy. And so they were blasted for bringing up a Russian fan and celebrating him and allowing him to sing with them. And they came out and apologized for it the next day. And I'm like, this is fucking demonization right here. That was just a dude trying to enjoy his favorite band. Right. right. Nobody even knew he was Russian until after the fact. That's crazy. I had, I was going back and forth on a text exchange with a friend and he said, what, you don't care about the Ukraine? And I thought it was funny that he said Jesus. the Ukraine. He goes, you don't care about the Ukraine? And I was like, dude, I am too busy. No. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. That kind of stuff is like, I mean, come on. Unless you're from Ukraine and you have a Ukraine flag in your profile. You have way too much time on your hands and uh, uh, some emptiness. Yeah. It's like, it's like, um, you know, they just jump on it. Like it's a a new trend. Like it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a brain sickness, dude. It's, it's truly brainwashing to the highest degree. And I was talking to to one of our other friends earlier. It's a, it's a, I think at this point, because they're so open about what they're doing with Trump and there's just no basis in these indictments that like literally they are completely above the law. It's, it's gotten to the point where I've started to kind of get a little bit worried. I'm like, man, I, 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 I don't believe any election. I, I think all elections have fraud to them. And I talk to Garland all the time who has exposed issues with the election. I know Garland has been worried about getting arrested with, yeah. with voter GA. And they're putting pressure on some of the people that he's working with, apparently. And, and it's crazy because it's for like Facebook posts. Right. It's for uh, complaining, uh, filing official complaints. And none of these are, are illegal. They're they're all like well within the First Amendment and things that people in a healthy democracy should do. But they would have people believe that questioning things like this and not just blindly trusting them is what democracy is. And the other thing is what Putinism and, and uh, uh, extremism is. They, they, they're flipping it on people's heads. And I, I'm not I don't think I would ever get in trouble because for about two months or about a month before January 6th, I saw what was happening. I said on this show probably 12 times, don't go to the Capitol. It's a setup. There'll be feds and they'll arrest you. I told people not to go. So I, I think if I ever got some pressure that, that I would have that uh, um, audio to prove that. But they just arrested Owen Schroyer, you, you know, that guy from InfoWars. Because he wasn't even in the building. He's not even being accused of, uh, of breaking anything or doing anything violent. And, and they're citing the fact that uh, uh, after... Like they, they say that before and after January 6th, he showed no remorse and continued to say he didn't believe the election. And he's going to prison for three months. It's crazy. What? That's for, just for that? Yeah. That's insane. It's totally – he's a political prisoner. I'm, I'm, I'm not really the biggest fan of Owen Schroer, uh, but, but my gosh, this is awful. You know, it, well, the, the problem is is they, they've reached this tipping point to 
borrow from the horrible Malcolm Gladwell, but they, they've reached this tipping point where <clears throat> their ideology has become much more important to them than right. any kind of principles, any kind of values. We've reached, they've reached the exceptions stage of, of what they're doing. Well, normally we wouldn't do this normally bad, except it's Trump, you know, fill in the blank. Right. Yeah. You know. And that's how they get people is they make them think it's about Trump. And it's not about Trump. It's about what, the precedent that's being set. Them, right. They'll get them on anything. Um, they'll scream bloody murder about us uh, 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 drilling oil because it's bad for the environment. Yet when you say, well, your windmills kill bald eagles, um, they go, right, well, but they're yeah. windmills. Yeah, you get arrested for that at this point if you, you, know, you say anything like that. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's it is pretty frightening. I you know, I, I, I'm 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 amazed because I'll talk to uh, liberal and and lefty friends. You got to be careful. I hope they don't turn me in. But um, <laughs> seriously, dude, you got you got to you know. I'll talk to them and I'll point out to them things like, well, you know, what about the fact that you know the left and liberals question. Every election since 2000. It's, it's different. False equivalency. Right. False equivalency. That's different. Well, how is it different? Well, those were really corrupt. It's different. There was not an insurrection. Okay. It's not, it, yeah. It's yeah. I mean, it's just, it's scary. It's it, it, that, scary. That's a, that's the sign of a damaged brain that's unable to process information separate from the source it comes from. It, right. It's as simple as that. Like people are, the, what they believe about the information is wholly determined by who gives, who gives it to them. They, they would completely flip everything they believed if the people who they blindly trust started telling them the opposite thing oh you tell them a statistic they go where'd you get that right it doesn't matter you're not supposed to examine it Uh, an interesting comment from uh raw meat herd on rockfan he's he's talking about fencing rules that have been enforced for hundreds of years that have recently been changed because a ukrainian match winner refused to shake the hand of a russian who lost the match and refusing to shake uh, your opponent's hand to uh, used to result in a forfeit of victory. Instead of continuing the hundreds of years of, of tradition and rules, the fencing body changed the rules for the Ukraine. Oh, that's crazy. So they allowed the Ukrainian to continue because it's seen as noble to not shake the Russian ha- Russian's hand. There was some other stuff like this in tennis and other sports too. It, it, it's, it's great. Like Russians and Ukrainians are very, they're, I mean, very similar. It's just, there, there's a, a Zelensky and a border and well, they man. have relatives in each other's countries. That's why it's yeah, right. Um, yeah, it's um. Did you see what Putin said recently? Twenty years there. What? P- Putin said something recently about basically, I, I, and I'm summarizing. I'm not going to play it because it's all in Russian. But he he said. It's good that that what about what's happening in America because of the perse- the persecution of Trump is what he said, because it's exposing that we don't have this high moral ground and it's exposing how uh, um, uh, our system of our democracy it, it doesn't work that we we we're not so great like like they claim to be and it's all il- illustrated through the way our justice system has been corrupted and what they're doing right. with Trump and he is one hundred percent right in what he says and here's what happens now okay that is an obvious thing he is pointing out something that anybody with the ability to look at a situation objectively would be able to see. But because Putin said it, now anytime anyone ever says it, 
it will become Russian propaganda mm-hmm. that originated with Putin. Right. That yeah, that's how it's that's how it's spun, and they can go uh, fold up on themselves uh, with all of that. So we have a, a guest here, which Great. by the way, Stella says plenty of ladies would discipline y'all for a few dollars. And sure, they it, could pay yeah, me of a course. little bit. Yeah, I'll want. take if a few bucks. Discipline, they could pay right. me, sure. Right, uh, give me a you know, Bitcoin yeah. or two, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'll let you spank me for a dollar. <laughs> a, a dollar? Well, okay. do you have a website? That's my website. Spank me for a dollar. Spank me for a dollar. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Retod says spreading pro-Russian uh, poppy propaganda. Exactly. It's anything that they don't like. It's uh, um, it's it's Russian propaganda. Like the Hunter Biden laptop is the most. It's almost like that was a a, a test. You know, a trial balloon to see. Let's let's do the most ridiculous psyop on the planet. Yeah. And see how many people buy it. You know how um, that people, a lot of people think that the term deep state originated with Donald Trump. And I was, actually, oh my gosh, yeah. You know, and, and what's funny about it is I wish I could, you know, I love old PBS. Like old school PBS was cool. It was like, like kind of like the old school ACLU. They used to be kind of a cool, these used to be kind of cool places and cool yeah. organizations that really did have objectivity, right? Totally. Um, and this old, it was a Bill Moyers interview. I cannot remember the name of the author, but his whole book was about exposing the deep state. And it was, Bill Moyers was, so there is this deep state. Because well, yeah, how do you think we have the same policies carry through every four years? Right. It's the administrative doesn't state. It, doesn't yeah. it make sense that there's administrators and bureaucrats that are really running everything, that are the bosses of these senators? It, and- it, yeah, man. These people are all in government their entire lives and, and they're pulling the strings. It, it's... It, they, they try to create this world and these sets of rules that they say we all must live by that they never intend to live by. I think they probably create them so that they can keep us within the, the prison of them while they freely do whatever the hell they it's want. Outside. They want the Hunger Games. The hung, they're, they're entertaining us with movies like this just to get us ready. I, I would love to see Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi. Uh, we can throw... Uh, what's the guy who keeps freezing up in the Senate? Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell. We can throw cocaine Mitch, is what I like to call him. And uh, we can throw um, Feinstein in there. I'd like to see a Hunger Games situation mm-hmm. uh, go Squid, on there. I don't think what it was, was that other one? Squid Games? Scum, oh, yeah. Squid Games, the Japanese Squid show. Yeah, that was, yeah, that yeah, one was Korean, interesting too. Korean, Brad. Korean, excuse you get me. A point, you get a point deducted. We have a special guest, Ian. We have uh, the former president. What? Uh, pre- pre- he's here. Ooh. He's here. Oh my God, this is a yeah, President Trump. I'm going to bring him up him. on screen. Mr. President. Mr. President. Uh, you there? Yeah, Brad. So I've been waiting in your waiting room so long I had to mute it. Uh, I know. I, I didn't mean to make you wait. Uh, I appreciate you joining us. Ian is with us. Ian Covell. He's never nice met to meet you. you, sir. Ian, you sound and look like a true patriot if I've ever seen one. I hear you're from Florida. I love the state. State of Florida is a wonderful place. What about the governor down there? Oh, uh, you know, uh, yeah, he's, he's losing it a little bit here and there, you know. W- would you consider DeSantis as a, as a running mate? DeSantimonious, right. <laughs> That's a good one, sir. Thank you. Thank you. I studied comedy for a very long time. You're one of you the know, greats. I'm from New York. New York is... Uh, one of the homes of comedy outside of Canada and Chicago. Uh, Mr. President, if, if 
If you were to do a Hunger Games with Biden and Pelosi and Feinstein and all of them, a couple of questions for that. One, would you win? And who would be the audience of that show? Would it be us or would it be the elites? Uh, what do you mean? Like if I was to compete in the Hunger You're, Games You have myself? to win. Yeah, you have to win. Yeah, I'd, you know, I'd have the lion as my uh, sigil first <laughs> off. Right. The lion's a very powerful animal. It's a cat, you know, it's from the feline feline I have uh, a cat, company sir. of animals. Yeah. Cats yeah. are very smart, very mm. smart. The Egyptians, you know, they used to worship the cats. Mm. Yeah. You have a lot of a, a vast amount of knowledge, Mr. President. Uh, vast knowledge. I'm very well read. Well, he's got a huge library, I'm sure. Gigantic. It's huge. Uh, Mr. President, so how are you feeling right now with all of these indictments coming down? And Fanny Willis, I call her Fanny. I call it. She's a black Fanny, and she's attacking you. Is what <laughs> I say. If Fanny, Fanny, big old Fanny, <laughs> kind of like, uh, kind of like that giant, uh, giant that ran against uh, Desantimonious, or not Desantimonious, but, uh, but the guy yeah. from Georgia. The guy from Georgia. Yeah, your governor. I can't yeah. even oh, think of his name right now. Yeah, about Brian, Brian, Brian Kemp. Kemp. He's not Brian a giant. He's, no, the he, giant that ran against him. The, uh, oh, you're the talking about Stacey guy. Abrams. Yeah. Stacey Abrams. She's a she's a terrible woman. Terrible. So if you had yeah, to mud idiot. wrestle. She's not my type. If you had to mud wrestle Stacey Abrams, who would win? Oh, uh, then I would win just because I'm a biological male, at least, that we know for me. We don't know for her. The verdict's still out. But, uh, you know, I'd win. I'm very strong, very strong, and in some of the best shape of my life. How much can you bench press right now? 250 pounds. It's pretty good. Pretty good. How many times? Uh, I'm working out twice a day. I'm doing two a day. Yeah, I'm doing two a day. That's good. Do you have a a strength trainer? Uh, Strength and conditioning. You know, I've got a... uh, I've got I've got a, a nutritionist that goes and picks me up McDonald's. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, very, very good, Mr. President. Do, tell us about the motivation and what what the thinking was behind your mugshot. Uh, well, you know, I I had to look hard. You know, you can't go into prison not looking hard. You know, I I told them that if they did put me in orange, it'd do even better for me. I look mm-hmm. great in orange. I'd look monochrome. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did did you get to interact with any of the other uh, people who were locked up on that day? Uh, not exactly the people that were locked up, but the police officers were very wonderful people. Ta- tra- uh, they treated me very well. You know, I love the boys in blue, as it were. Right, right. So what do you think about how they're trying to derail you? And if you are convicted and you go to prison, will your campaign continue? I mean, first and foremost, Brad, come on. I'm, I'm not going to prison. It's all going to get thrown out. This is a, this is a kangaroo court. Even right. the Democrats are calling it a kangaroo court into the impeachment inquiry of crooked Joe Biden. You know, I've been calling him crooked Joe. Crooked Joe. I, I changed his nickname, and I no longer call Hillary crooked Hillary anymore. I call her beautiful Hillary. Beautiful Hillary. Yeah, that, that's I actually a, yeah. love that you took a positive spin on that. I think that's really going to that's going to really throw her. Well, you know, she's really beautiful in comparison to Joe Biden. I'll tell you what. Well, that is true. Well, and then that so, hunter, that hunter really takes the cake, doesn't it? 
He absolutely does. What, was Kemp a football player? Uh, Raw Meathead uh, says that. Meathead. I, I don't know. I know. I know that he loves UGA. Uh, thank you, Reton. I, I appreciate that. Uh, I got some information for you, Brad, because I know that you're a Georgia Tech fan. I am a huge Georgia Tech fan. Uh, actually, um, Kemp secured a deal with the Deep State to make the University of Georgia untouchable for the next ten <sighs> years in the NCAA. I knew it. I knew that's why they were winning. Kemp sold his soul. They 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 got to Kemp. Not only captured. that, but they sold the soul of the the great school of the University of Georgia. The entire school, right? Yeah. No. That, so that's I, I knew that was the case. The Kemp University is, of Georgia is going to be a breeding ground for MK Ultra and other brainwashing from the United States government. Uh, unless Georgia, we can stop them in twenty twenty four. Are, are they coming after all of us? Is free speech going to be destroyed? Mr. I mean, President? it's already being destroyed. Look at the young man from uh, InfoWars. Oh, yeah, sure. We were talking about him earlier. Yeah. I mean, yeah. just look at that. He's been he's been incarcerated for, what, three months? That's what they, the sentencing. I'm sure he'll appeal it. And uh, that's uh, he didn't do anything wrong. He didn't break any laws. Just like I didn't. I only had beautiful phone calls. Beautiful phone calls. That guy guess- had a beautiful, beautiful radio show. Yeah, he, he really did. I thought, yeah. yeah, I thought your phone call was so perfect. You should have released it as an instruction guide. Thank you very much, Ian. You know, I uh, I really like that all American muscle car behind you. Thank you. It, it really shows American ingenuity. You know, when we make America first, we get cool cars. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Where's Melania been, Mr. President? What do you mean? Wait, just nobody's right. seen her. We're just wondering how everything's going. Are you insinuating something, Brad? I've just I've been reading the news, and the news is insinuating something, and I want to give you an opportunity to clear the air. Well, give me the opportunity to clear the air, but first, why don't you just ask me directly? Uh, are you having problems with your marriage? Absolutely not. We have a beautiful marriage. That's uh, what I like to hear. Yeah, yeah. Your sex life? Still on time. Still on time. <laughs> Still on time. That's good. That's always good, Mr. President. I, I, I'm I'm glad. Who's going to be your running mate? You know, it's it's undecided at this point, Brad. Uh, we got to see. We got to see. But uh, some people are looking towards a uh, a certain man that uh, you know maybe hadn't been around for a while. Maybe nobody's seen him for a while. Jeffrey Epstein. No, Jeffrey Epstein's dead, Brad. <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein was the honeypot. Yeah. So, so who are you thinking? I mean, I, I can't uh, reveal that information right now. You, but you're you, welcome to guess. You're welcome you forgot? Did you forget his name, Mister President? I didn't forget his name. You know who I hope it is? Mike Tyson. I would oh, love Mike man, Tyson. Mike Tyson. That would be one. Hell of a candidate, wouldn't he? Yeah, Absolutely. I, I mean, if he ran, uh, he might give you a run for your money. <laughs> Nobody, Nobody's going to give me a run for my money, Brad. Worst case scenario, I just make my own party and we win for the first time with a third party. Well, Mr. President, I, I appreciate you joining us today. Is there oh, anything so that you're you... going to let me go already? Well, if there's anything that you want to tell the people, I, I, I want you to take the opportunity to do it. Like Whatever they need to know. Well, first and foremost, Brad, I want to tell you thanks for listening to my advice. It's good to come on here and see you in a sleeve shirt. You know, maybe the next time we'll get you in a suit. How nice would that be? All right, maybe. 
<laughs> what are your measurements? I'll send you an Armani. Uh, a wow. 39R. Wow. That's very nice of you, Mr. Trump. Oh, well, Ian, you like that car behind you. I do. <laughs> well, it's going to be yours. What? You're sending me my own. You're, you're like, Oprah. you're just like Oprah. Yeah, I'm just like Oprah. If everybody in your online internet audience would look underneath your chairs, you'll see that you too have the keys to a 1974 Trans Am. Oh my gosh. In your front yard. <laughs> Holy cow. Mr. President, thank you so much. You really are uh, uh, making America great again. Thank you for joining us. Well, you can stick around if you want. I Ian. Yeah. Stick around and help comment on some stuff. Some you were going to tell us about it. I think, I think he would probably have a lot to say about it. You were going to tell us about the story of this uh, adult baby. Yeah, do, do you want me to yeah, I'll, I'll stick around as long as I can? We are trying to save the country, but I do yeah. want to hear about this adult baby. <laughs> do you want me to pull it up, Ian? Yeah, please. Um, I All right, yeah. I, f I got it right here. He's on okay. YouTube. It's uh, called Role Playing as an Adult Baby. That's what. So there's all there's there's this this like corner of YouTube that has all these yeah. like weird things that these people get so, into. Yeah. yeah so I, I guess what it was like, uh, I was thinking I'm always kind of laughing about what a, a fake threat uh, white supremacy is. Right now, I'm not saying I agree with white supremacy. I'm just saying I think it's a fake threat. Um, so, uh, one of the things that I think is a real threat, honestly, to America, to our culture are grownups embracing this kind of thing. Um, I don't begrudge, begrudge the guy. Um, I don't think he's violent. You know what I mean? It's nothing like that. He's not storming the Capitol. He's not storming the Capitol, right? He's not, you know, he's, he's not a fascist. Oh, but, God forbid. Yeah. He's a, um... I don't know, in his mid-30s, and he's a baby, and I think the baby's name is Honey or something like that. He named the baby something, and he's two. And two is the best of both worlds, because when you're two, um, you know, you still do the baby things, you still get a diaper, you still eat from a Crab bottle. in a bottle and die. Yeah, there he is. He's, he's saying the same thing, exactly what I was saying. Um, and so... Um, so pick pick it up. Go ahead and play that a little bit, Brad, and then we'll stop it real quick. Just play a little all bit. Right. This is adult baby, living as an adult baby. Diapers and all that stuff, but you're also still old enough. To so this is why he's two. So you can pause it. Uh, so it's not going to play, I guess. But this is why yeah. this is why he's two. He's two because it's the best of both worlds, right? And he built that crib, by the way. That's custom built. He made it. He's it's a carpenter. A, he's an adult-sized baby crib. Um, the correct term is babies, Dana says. It, it might be. And I'm I thought baby using... was something completely different than that. Yes. I thought baby I... was the baby that hadn't decided its gender. <laughs> yeah, I, he, this, so, who knows what this guy is? He's, pro he, he, he's probably a, a cybersecurity expert. He's in the CIA, probably. <laughs> yeah, so, 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 my favorite part of this is around two minutes, 22, well, precisely, we're, we're not going to get to it, probably. 
but it's him explaining he's got these diapers and he's going through the different diapers that he has oh, yeah. and he really likes his granable granimals. I think that's what he says. I love these because they're hip huggers and they're really comfy. And then as if it's preposterous. Oh, please see it. Please see if you can play this. Let's see Just if we can get it here. I think yeah. it might work. Horrible. The animals, good absorbency. Uh, YouTube just it's not... what if you click a lower resolution on the on the video go over here and click a very low resolution on the video there you go on the, on the, right there let's see that's a good idea yeah this computer's gotten slower and slower it pisses me off yeah, that's probably Maybe. Russian disinformation all the Russian disinformation you download you're right so it's all the election questions it's like now it's freezing so, up that's all right yeah. so anyways so what he describes in this is he's he's like and yes, you know, these are the best because they're the most absorbent. Because, you know, when you're two, you don't want to stop playing. But then as if it's preposterous, because we're all, he knows what we're all thinking, right? We're all thinking, oh, do you take giant 36-year-old, you know, weight, really overbeast man-sized dumps in these diapers? Because that's what I'm thinking the whole time. Like, there's not a diaper in the world that's going to be able to contain this man's uh, dump. And but if there is, then he, he, he could be the, the face of that diaper. I made, he made him. Uh, he goes, he goes, and no, I don't wear, I don't, I, I go number two in a toilet. Like, like that's where the fans, like, as if I'm like, we're the ones where it, you know, it's preposterous that we wouldn't think it. I'm like, I'm sorry, you're already dressing like a baby. So, so like the, the these like group of people on, in just in the world, there's another one. This reminds me of there was a story about this guy who uh, he fulfilled his lifelong dream after spending fourteen or fifteen thousand dollars on a lifelike collie, uh, a dog costume, and his lifelong dream has been to be a, a dog. Brad, and weirdest thing, I saw that same exact video perusing YouTube. Yeah. And so the story was about how he spent all of that money and he finally went on his first walk. And there's a video of a girl. This is obviously like a TLC type thing in, in Japan where they're trying to get a TV show or something going. I mean, the guy's got like 50,000 subscribers on YouTube and this video has like 2 million views. And it has this girl walking this, this big per this, this man who's in a dog suit, walking on all fours, rolling around on the ground, you know? And uh, uh, other dogs are just looking at him like, that's not he's a fucking dog. He's waving to children. He's waving to children. Right, Taking so yeah. pictures with our children. Yeah, so there's kids that are like petting a grown man in a dog suit. That's when it gets a little bit, a little so bit how's weird. how's he walking on all fours? Is he kind of like crab walking? I think he's just... Uh, I, I don't know. You know, I haven't... I don't know if he's made a video from inside the suit... But his story is that he always wanted to be a dog as a kid, and so did all the other children, but that, that as he got older, he continued wanting to be a dog, and then his friends stopped wanting to be a dog and thought it was weird that he wanted to be a dog, yeah. and so now he doesn't tell people his real name because he's got, like, a regular job. Yeah, well, these are all smart. At least he's making smart Because decisions. it's preposterous to think that anyone would think it was weird if you're an adult and you wanted to be a dog. Yeah. I, I I think he's not only protecting himself there, 
if he has like a job, because if you have $14,000 to spend on a, a real looking dog suit and he has a giant crate in his house that he likes to go in and a water it's bowl. Creepy. And, it's really, really creepy. He's probably like a, a mid-tier manager somewhere. And if the people who work underneath him find out that their boss leaves work and goes home and walks around with a leash around his neck and lives his life as a dog, they're going to be like, and he's making more money than I am, and they're going to want to reevaluate their life. Yeah. If the yeah, so what, yeah, I, I would friend. love to see. I would love to see someone who wanted to be a greyhound and go greyhound dog. Him, yeah, go go watch him race. Like a, a go watch him race real greyhounds. And in uh, as much as you think that that is a funny idea, I watched this dog person trot around in the dog suit. They can't run. It's it's physically impossible. Yeah, I think he's like fat or something because he can't even... They have to pull him around after a few minutes on... Uh, I think he got reconstructive court. surgery. Like, he got his forearms and his calves taken off. And his feet and his hands are connected to his thighs and his biceps. I mean, in 30 years, this guy is going to be in a wheelchair going... Man, I wish I hadn't started walking around like a dog 30 years ago because now I can't move. I think I found a picture of him here. Yeah, yeah, here you go. I, don't have, yeah. I don't have to respect this, do I? Is this you have a, to. This? Yeah, you, yeah, you have, just like everything else, you have to. That's the place in this as long as everything goes our way in 2024, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. Thank yeah, tr you, Mr. President. Trump's going to have him. Uh, Mr. The president's going to have this guy euthanized if um he if he wins. No, I, I don't need him euthanized. Now don't let's, we don't have to go that way. Well, then maybe we'll just have him put in the pound. <laughs> yeah, put, <laughs> yeah put, him the, put him in the pound. Maybe we'll see if that works on family. this website. Yeah, give him to a family where you can. No, don't do that. That's him. That's a person. Yeah, mm -hmm. it is. I get a better picture. Um, yeah, yeah, and there that's him. He's in this dog seat what? right here. What's he and it doesn't look as real when he's out on the street. I wonder what he's looking out of. I don't know, dude. That That's him walking down the street with this surprisingly, uh, uh, like this woman is walking this guy. So usually the way the, way the furries work is because he's not the only dog. He's a little bit different. Usually it's like a sexual thing. It, that's his assistant that he pays. It has to be. Oh, definitely. It's definitely. And that's another thing. The guy can pay an assistant. She's like, really get, excited to be there and get him to do tricks on the side of the road and stuff like that. Like, it's pretty, pretty crazy. What if, what if another dog came up and started like, getting him? Started getting him. Well, that's I, what you know. I asked. That was the same thing I asked him. He what if he I got pregnant? We're like kindred spirits. Huh. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's an honor. Mr. Dog President. grooming. Yeah, he's a dog groomer. So, so it's like people like that, like what went wrong? You know, there's obviously probably some la lack of parenting well, there. Here's what went wrong is we as a society have stopped shaming. We've stopped telling those people, don't publicize this. Do this in the closet. This is right. not, you know what I mean? Like, I'm It's sorry. good. Whatever it is, it, it's it is, good. It Right. That, while some people say it's harmless, I think it's symptomatic of a, a bigger underlying problem. I mean, honestly, it seems to me like these guys are just trying to fulfill some weird missing thing. And I don't know how far gone you have to be to go, you know what it is? I want to be a dog. You know what it is? I want to be a two-year-old named Honey. Ian, uh, let me ask you something. So then do you think the answer is uh, good old-fashioned bullying? Uh, oh, man. You know, 
There's nothing wrong with a little bit of making fun of people. No physical bullying. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, yeah, I, I think being able to comment, if you, if you get to live your truest self by being a dog, I get to live my truest self by commenting about you being a dog. I mean, like I said, kindred spirits, I feel like that's what made me the best president, of the, uh, the most American president we've ever had. Oh, by far. It's they have created this, uh, you know, reality where you can't say, no, you you can't be a fucking dog. Okay, like like it's like you you have to embrace everything anybody wants to be. And that that creates just that's like it's probably going to be written in a book as like in the future as a sign of a collapsing society when, when people have so much time on their hands and we have so much comfort that we let our children just be dogs, like literal fucking dogs and, and choose their gender. If you're like living in the wilderness trying to survive, you're not putting on a $14,000 dog suit and rolling around and uh, playing with other dogs. Yeah, you don't get to be a dog. We got to draw the line. We do have to draw the line somewhere. You don't get to be a dog. You, n- not everyone's going to be a rock star. Not everyone gets to be president, right, Mr. President? Only a few have. Hands- I mean, uh, it's not that not everybody... Uh, everyone should be able to be president in our country if you really put your mind to it. Now, that doesn't mean that you should be a dog, no. Can a dog like that, can he be president as that dog? Uh, I mean, if the people vote him in, if that's the people get the president that they deserve. That's true. Absolutely. Um, all right. So here is, I think this will work. This is on Twitter, not YouTube. Uh, this has been going around. The, these are, a, this is a non-binary, uh, polyamorous parents and they're raising two young children. I thought this was a couple, but I guess these are two. One child is non-binary at the age of 10. The other is uh, anti-gender. Anti, what is that? At the age of two? At the age of two, they're anti-gender. So here's a quick little uh, one They're in a video. polyamorous relationship, and they all parent. God dang it. I must not have cleared my cash or something before. I don't Hazel know what's going on. We have a two-year-old. Look at that uh, what person are their names? There. Something in Sparrow? So, yeah. I hate that. Well, is it a boy Sparrow or a girl Sparrow? That's the next thing I want to ask. So these are the three parents. One of them is a man in a dress. That these child is a parent? Yes. Yes. One of this is a parent. That's a 40-year-old. Right there. There they are. So you see these people right here. So that's like Rachel Maddow slash Stephen Colbert and then two dudes in dresses. This is just a three-way is what this is. This is like a weird sexual thing going on here and they got these kids they're raising they call it a thruple and, and, and a thruple thruple a thruple so, so you know though that they are going to be promoting the values that you should be because they already said their kids have chosen their gender at the age of two so those are the values that, that, that they promoted i don't care what people are but some you know of this stuff i made a, i've made a lot of really good financial decisions at the age of two i was buying and selling businesses that's by true then. that's true you weren't, uh, you know, making up genders to be. I already knew mine. I'm never in question. When I see something like that, I'm just stunned. I, I, I'm absolutely stunned. It, it is. It is nuts, man. I am sometimes taken aback when uh, I I encounter it. I mean, I don't. 
I don't care. And, and, and the people that I know that uh, are, are trans, they, they are not trying to uh, bait people into misgendering so that they can film you. They're actually pretty nice. Uh, so I haven't seen any of the situations that we typically see on video. Uh, but I'm still kind of like, kind of like, whoa, you, that that's different from last time I saw you. Like mm-hmm. some people I know, uh, and you guys may know, were married, just had a baby. Then the next time I saw them, they're they're trans and it's like what yeah it's a real hang-up for me it's a real hang-up for me i i haven't figured out how to quite get around it not that i hate people for any reason but i I, i'm I'm like you know i'm just like really no yeah i don't care too i'm just curious about i don't i don't know many of the people that you both know i just want to put it out there right well they know you mr president everybody Uh, knows me so if you guys can uh, stick around for another 15 minutes or so, Ian, I, I want to read a couple more definitions from that inclusive yeah. dictionary uh, yeah. to you that we, yeah. we, we didn't yeah, get to. We didn't get to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. In the new Atlanta uh, inclusive language dictionary that Mr. says – you're going to love this. Yeah, it says in there it's designed to control people's behavior and, and shape the way they think about uh, reality. So we're going to do that in the DMB XR, the subscriber-only portion of the show. If you want to get access to that, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and subscribe there today. You'll get this show, the DMB ad-free. I take out all the ads for subscribers, and I put it together with the XR, and it goes into one feed, uh, your Patreon feed, your private feed. You can put it into any podcast app that you listen to, and it'll upload as soon as I upload the show. So check that out, and thank you guys for listening. Uh, we're going to be doing more live shows like this where we, we play around with some stuff and, and we have some fun with some stuff and we just experiment with um, uh, different ty- types of things. So if there's any type, any, I'm thinking about doing like a, a, a news recommendation thing or, or um, like we get links that we haven't covered that you guys want to hear being talked about and, and we, we go through them in real time and we break them down in real time. Uh, another idea I thought about is uh, mystery science 3000 type thing uh, of watching like CNN or something like that. Oh, yeah. It is kind of a commentary mockery type thing. So uh, uh, bouncing around some ideas and uh, Stella, who's in the chats, is, is going to be a, a guest with us uh, as well uh, from time to time, which I was going to see Stella if you uh, I'll talk to you later on, but maybe um, later this week if you're around. And uh, so just just let us know what you're digging and, and what you want to see more of. And uh, we'll uh, experiment more with it. So thank you guys again. And we'll talk to you next time. Have a fantastic rest of your day.